Okay, good morning, Shavua Tov. Today's daf is daf Chav Zayin. Today's shir is for a full time of Chai Chai Kabbas Baba Mechla and Yitzhak Yehuda Ben Miriam. May they have a complete and speedy recovery. Okay, so we're going to dive straight into a sugya, but um, just before we go there, I think important to have in, uh, get as the foundation for the discussion of today's daf is what's called the Chalitza Psula. Literally, Psula means invalid, but here it more means weak, like a weak Chalitza. What do we mean by that? So, this is a chalitza when yibum can't be done. As we've seen, there are certain times that, for whatever reason, you are not allowed to do yibum, but the bond is still there, and therefore you have to do chalitza, either because Durabon and they said you can't do yibum, or because it's a negative commandment, or for one of those reasons, or because of zika. Now, the various reasons why we've seen that someone might not be allowed to do yibum, but they would still have to be do chalitza. Now, in those cases, it's called a weak chalitza. Because when, when's it a regular, full-powered chalitza? When you could do yibum, and instead of doing yibum, you do chalitza. Now, this chalitza, when you can't do yibum, is what's called a weak chalitza. And we basically learn that it is not as effective as a full chalitza. So, for example, where there is, let's just imagine a Kohen and, um, and his brother was married to a Grusha and a regular woman. His brother had two wives also and now they fall to him in Yibum. So the Kohen mustn't do Yibum to the Grusha. He, must, he can do Yibum to the other one, to the other wife. So therefore the Chalitza on the Grusha would be a weak Chalitza and it wouldn't work for the other wife. And that's a... That's also assuming that, yeah. Okay. Another, I think the easy example I thought was with the person was committed adultery, but was suspected of committing adultery. Yeah, so then? So he can't do evil, he has to do chalitza. Because if he's yeah. suspected of doing adultery... So he's a Torah Sota. Oh, yeah, Sota yeah. herself, yeah. Um, I mean, we've seen many times yeah. where you... Where you not allowed to do yibum, but either Doraisa or the yibum obligation is still there. The yibum bond is still there, so you still have to do chalitza. That's when it's a weak chalitza. Um, we'll also see, interestingly enough, there are certain times where chalitza doesn't work completely. We'll see that off the page, but that's also considered a weak chalitza. So, for example, if a, um, in a case where you need a get and chalitza, then the chalitza is not a strong chalitza from the other side. Not that it's because there was no yibum, but because it's not, it doesn't work in its entirety. So, the Gemara was discussing a case um, of if you had three sisters that fall be- before two brothers who are the Yavomim. And it's discussing which one should do chalitza. Now, remember the problem there is theoretically neither brother can do yibum. To any of the sisters, why not? Because of achos, um, uh, achos zikoso. Remember, a woman who is falling in yibum, he has a zikah to her, a semi-marriage, and therefore he can't do yibum to her sister. So that's the uh, that's the one thing to bear in mind. We actually then establish the cases now where they fell one after the other, and you still run into a problem, and that is. Once a man has done chalitza, we view it as if he was married to that woman. 
So once Ruvain does Chalitza to Leah, then he can't do Yibum to Rachel, Leah's sister, because Leah is the sister of someone he did Chalitza to, Achos Chalutzoso, the sister of someone he did Chalitza to, which is also to him as if it was his wife. We're almost viewing Chalitza as a get. When a man divorces, <coughs> gets divorced from his wife, her sisters remain also to him. He's not allowed to marry them. So, so too if a man does Chalitza. It's as if he was married to that woman, and therefore... So, that's a, so, that's why, so that again would be an example of a Chalitza Psula, a weak Chalitza, because he can't do Yibum to that sister, not on a Doraisa level. If it was on a Doraisa level, remember, yeah, I should almost put it like this, there's a spectrum, we're going to see there could be a spectrum. On the one extreme, there's the woman who goes free without Chalitza, and that's where it's an Erva, like we saw in the first Mishnah. If it was a woman who he is also under the pain of Chorus to marry, it's his daughter, his sister, and his wife's sister, someone, etc., falls to him in Yibum, he's not allowed to, then you do, she goes free without Chalitza. On the opposite extreme is a woman who he could do Yibum to, but for whatever reason they decide not to do Yibum, and therefore there's a, he does Chalitza, that's a proper Chalitza, and then there's a spectrum for various Isurim or various reasons. Is it Achos Zukukoso or um, Achos Chalutzoso, the sister of a woman who did Chalitza to, in the spectrum of which would be um, Chalitza Psula, Chalitza that cannot be done, but for various reasons. Um, so, so, yeah. So with that in mind, so the Gemara says, uh, Where are we going from? Shmuel, third last line of Chavoma, but base 26b, says, Shmuel Omar Echot Choyleitz Vekulam, if one does Chalitza to all of them, one brother can do Chalitza to all of them. What are we saying? Again, where these three, um, three sisters fall one after the other to, to two brothers, the one brother can do Chalitza to all of them. So we have Rochel, Leah, and Bilha. Rochel fell, Rochel's husband dies and she falls to the brothers. So the first brother does, Shimon, Reuben does Chalitza to her. Then Leah's husband dies and she falls to Nubum and Shimo, uh, Ruvain does Chalitza to her. Now remember, that's, we're going to have a problem with that because that's a Chalitza Sula. That's a woman he could not do Chalitza to. He, sorry, a woman he could not do Yibum to because he already did Chalitza to her sister. And then, so, so, and so too with the third one. So the Gemara asks, Since we know Shmuel holds you need a Chalitza Ma'ali, a good Chalitza, I, if you do a weak Chalitza, it won't exempt the other wives. Or where someone could or it won't exempt the other brothers, then it's not a good Chalitza. How can we allow one brother to do the Chalitza to all of these women? Again, as soon as he does Chalitza to the first woman, and then, and then his other brother dies, so that woman's sister falls to him in Yibum, He's not allowed to do Yibum to her because of Achot's Chalutzasa. Therefore, if he does Chalitza to her, but he couldn't do Yibum, it's a weak Chalitza. So the other brother shouldn't be exempt. It shouldn't work for the other brother. So that's, uh, that's the Gomorrah's question. And now we're just going to bring one short line and prove that Shmuel holds that you need a good Chalitza. To Omar Shmuel, now the case here is if you have three brothers 
let's say Reuben, Shimon, and Levi, and two of them marry two sisters, Rachel and Leah, and they have other wives. I, it's not Reuben's, um, Reuben's wife, Leah, has, Reuben has more than one wife. One of them is Leah. And so two, Shimon has more than one wife. One of them, Rachel. They then die in Reuben's wives, Rachel and her co-wife. And Shimon's wives, Leah and her co-wives, fall to Levi and Yibum. So what does what he say? What does Shmuel say? If he does chalitza to the sisters, the co-wives are not exempt. Why? Because... Um, because if he wanted to try do Yibum, he would not be allowed to do Yibum because it's two sisters falling to him. And Shmuel holds Yesh Zika, so these two sisters fall to him in Yibum. Remember, you can't do Yibum to the sister of a woman you have a Zika to because it's kind of like doing Yibum to a woman you married, to the sister of a woman you married to. So we see by the fact that Shmuel says if you do Chalitza to the sisters, the co wives are not exempt. Again, why would that be? Must be because it's a weak chalitza. Because you couldn't do yibum, it's a weak chalitza, which doesn't work for the other woman, the other the co-wives. So we see Shmuel holds with this principle. So now the Gemara goes back to our case. So now we've established Shmuel holds that you need a good chalitza. So now back to the case of the three brothers, uh, the five brothers. One brother died and his wife fell in yibum and the Ruvain did chalitza to her. Then the second brother died and the sister... Remember, it was five brothers, three married to three sisters, and it's the brothers of the three sisters. Now we said that when the second brother dies, Shimon, Shmuel say, seems to say that Ruvain can do chalitza again to her, which our question is, but wait, that's a weak chalitza, because he could never marry that woman, because it's achazukugosa. It says, When Shimon can do the chalitza, chalitza kshaira, it's a good chalitza. But if Ruvain does the Chalitza, Psula, it should be invalid. Why? If Ruvain did Chalitza to the first of the three, then Shimon should have to do Chalitza to the second. Because Ruvain's, it's now the sister of Ruvain's Chalitza. It's the sister of a woman that for all intents and purposes Ruvain was married to. So it will be a weak Chalitza. So Shimon should have to do the Chalitza. Says no, my echod. So he says, yeah, you have to re- revise how you understood the um, what Shmuel was saying. He says my echod nami What did Shmuel actually mean when he said that one brother does chalitza for all of them? He says I am so. That's going on the middle brother. I, so Reuven did chalitza to the first sister, then Shimon. Sorry, the middle. Sorry, the third. And so here means the first. Reuven will do chalitza to the one sister. Then the next sister's husband dies. So Shimon will do chalitza to her. And then when the third, the, sister, the third brother, either third sister falls in Yibum, either one of them can do Chalitza to her, because both are weak to her. Both, she's the sister of a woman they did Chalitza to. Yes. So just to clarify this, that we said Chalitza makes it as if you were married to the woman. Again, it doesn't make it that you were married to the woman. I, that her relatives are also, we just view it as if you were married to the woman. It's only midrabonon, a stringency. Again, because in our mind, it's, uh, oh, you got divorced from her. Oh, you, you did chalitza, which is basically the same with divorce. Ah, you must have, it's like you're married to her. How can you now go marry her sister? How can you now go marry her mother, etc.? So, uh, how can you marry her daughter? So, in our minds, it's they very similar. I think that's the... Um, that's the answer. Or when a woman falls in Yubom, 
It's almost as if they married. So therefore the chalitza is similar to the divorce. But again, it's all only midrabonim. And therefore, there is, strictly speaking, still yibum. But we don't allow yibum, so that you have to do chalitza, and that's a weak chalitza. So in the third, so that's the it says, But Shmuel said all of them. He says one brother can do chalitza to all of them. That doesn't imply he can just do chalitza to the third. He says, no, No, since he's doing chalitza to most of them, it calls it all of them. Because remember, you'll have Reuven will do to the first wife. Shimon will do to the, the, the first of the sisters who fall in Yubum. Shimon will do chalitza to the second of the sisters who fall in Yubum. And then we can say Reuven will do the, the second chalitza to the second. So he's done two chalitzas out of three. He's called all of them. Alternatively, you can say, When did Shmuel say you need a good chalitza? That's to exempt a co-wife. But she definitely goes free. I oh, very interesting. We're switching it around. We're saying, wait, we're saying um, a chal- you still need more. If you do one chalitza, a chalitza psula, that's not enough. Who's it not enough in regards to? Maybe Shmuel holds in regards to that woman, she's completely free. It's not like she needs a separate chalitza from each of the brothers. No, she goes free with the chalitza done to her. But since it was a chalitza psula, it doesn't work for any co-wives that she has. So again, we originally thought that maybe the chalitza psula doesn't work in regards to the woman he's doing the chalitza to, and she would have to get a chalitza from a weak chalitza from the one brother and a weak chalitza from the other brother. No, the chalitza done to her is 100% effective. It's to the other co-wives that again, yeah, because I should highlight again. Remember, generally in the normal case where there is yibum and chalitza. If one brother does yibum to one of the wives, it counts, it exempts all the other brothers and all the other wives. So you always got to look at it from, and the chalitza, so to the chalitza, a proper chalitza exempts all the brothers from doing yibum or chalitza, <coughs> the one brother who did chalitza, and it exempts all the co-wives from, uh, from having chalitza done to them. They go free. But where it's chalitza, sort of we suggest maybe Shmuel holds a cat works on her, but it doesn't work on the co-wives. Okay, now we're going to analyze Shmuel's teaching um, in greater detail. So we're going to have three scenarios, and uh, and we'll yeah, discuss them. So he says, Gufo Shmuel. This is the one we just mentioned. If he does chalitza to the sisters, again, we said the case was three brothers, let's say Reuben, Shimon, and Levi, and two of them married two sisters, Rochel and Leah, and obviously um, Reuben and Shimon, who married Rochel and Leah, have more sisters, have other wives. Then when they die, what happens when those two, the two brothers married to two sisters die? So there he says, um, if he did chalitza to one of the sisters, that doesn't exempt the tzoros. But if he does chalitza to one of the co-wives, then it does exempt the co-wives. Remember, the sisters is a problem of achazukukasa. He's the sister of someone he's got the zikabon to, this semi-marriage. So that's why he can't do yibum, so the chalitza is weak. But if he did chalitza to one of the co-wives, we could do yibum too, then it goes through. But we'll see, the Gemara is going to analyze that further. Okay, now we have um, an, a different scenario. If he gave a get to the one of the, to the, to the yivoma. So now... Uh, you can have just one brother, two brothers in this case. You have uh, Reuven with his multiple wives and Shimon. 
and Shimon gives the get to one of the women. Now, strictly speaking, in the place where you have to either do Yibum or Chalitza, a Kiddushin, which we're going to see is called a Mamar, or a get, giving a divorce document, is nothing. You either connect to her, you either bond her through Yibum, or you get uh, free her with Chalitza. But she was saying he gave her a get. Now, Durabonon, they say once you've given her a get, it kind of, it basically works as Chalitza. You'll still need Chalitza to fulfill a Doraisa obligation, but Mirabonon, it works as Chalitza. So, Cholatz Labalas get. What happens if he gave one of the wives a get, and then he does Chalitza to her? Loi nifter at Sora. It does not exempt her at Sora. Because that Chalitza was a weak Chalitza from the aspect that she was already half, for all intents and purposes, she was already basically a chalitza already. So the actual chalitza is a weak chalitza. So, so it does an example. But if she does, if he does chalitza to the tzara, then it will free the balas aget. Um, third case, chalitza le balas mama. What happens if he did chalitza to the one he did mamar to? Mamar is a rabbinic kedushin. As we said, to consummate the marriage, to affect the marriage with the Yavama, you do Yibum. But there is a Kiddushin. What happens if he did Kiddushin to her? Now he's kind of done Yibum to her. So what if he does Chalitza to her, Lonifter at Tsarasa? Tsara, her Tsara doesn't go free because it's not an effect of Chalitza. She still needs a get. She needs a get to dissolve the Mamar. So it's, again, that's why it's a weak Chalitza. The Tsara, but if he did Chalitza to one of her co-wives, Nifter Balas Mamar. Okay, now the Gemara is going to analyze this. We're starting with the first case. It says, Why would you say, again, this is the first case was where, again, you had the few, a few brothers, two of them married to two sisters with other wives. So he said, if he does chalitza to the sisters, it does not exempt the co-wives. But if he does chalitza to the co-wives, it exempts the sisters. So now he says, why is that different? He says, Dahavya, is it not? Dahavya lay. Achos isha bezika, his wife's sister through a zika, cholos litzoros, nami lo lifteru. Then, if he does chalitza to the tzoros, it shouldn't free the sisters. Why? Lo lifteru achoyos, to have yelay tzoros achos isha bezika, because it's the co op of achos isha bezika. Remember, in the first reshes, jump back. When we say achos ukukoso, or tzoros achos ukukoso, or it's achos isha, his wife's, we're dealing with his wife's sister here. Not his, sorry, not his sister, his wife's sister. Achos Isha Zukukoso. Yeah, because the Zika, you've got to compare it back to the actual Arias. So now, if someone was married to a woman and her sister falls to him in Yibum, she goes free. And what happens if she falls with a co-wife? Both go free. Remember, we learned Soros Erva Ke'erva, the co-wife of a woman forbidden to you is like an erva and she goes free without chalitza. Now we're saying the zika works the same as if they had already done yibum. So the zika forbids the sister in yibum, your wife's sister in yibum, and it also forbids the co-wife of your sister in yibum. So why should doing chalitza on the tzorah work for the actual sister? It's the same problem. It's she's the co-wife of this woman you can't do yibum to, which is the same as the woman you can't do Yibum to. So Moran says, no, because of Shmuel ain't Zika. Shmuel holds, there's no Zika. So therefore, strictly speaking, he could do Yibum, and that's why, um, um, and that's why the, the, it works. Avaha, Omar, Shmuel, Yeh Zika, but Shmuel himself, you know, says there is Zika. 
how can we come along and explain Shmuel as saying there's no zikr? The Divra Omer, ain't zikr ka'amar. No, Shmuel saying, according to the opinion that holds, ain't zikr, there is no zikr, this is what you'd have to learn. If you're telling me there's no um, zikr, then why can't you do chalitza to the achuyos and exempt the tzoros? Again, you have Glavi, who these two sisters fell to him. If he does, there's no zikr between Levi and those women, so he can do yibum to one of them, and therefore the chalitza is a full chalitza. So why doesn't it exempt a koach? Says no bish leima. So sorry, ihachi cholatz lachuyas amaylo nifturut saras, and it explains the question. Bish leima, if the chalitza was done to Leia, sara rochel loy tiftar, then the koach of rochel should not be exempt. The kiva in the cholatz lola Leia, since he did chalitza to Leia, the hadar cholatz lerochel, and now he did chalitza second to rochel. Again, because you can't marry the sister of someone you did, chalitza to. Remember, we said when you've done chalitza, you admit Rabbanan as if you were married to her. So you can't marry, you can't do. So the chalitza, you have to do chalitza because Dorai said there is yibum. But you you're not allowed to do it. So it makes it a weak chalitza. You're not allowed to do yibum. So it's a weak chalitza. It says, But the co-wife of Leia should be exempt. Okay, when the eldest brother dies, and then this brother does yibum to his wife Leia, it should exempt the koa. There's no zika, so why does it exempt Leia's koa? says, no, Milo Nifru, Tsoros, Nami to Koamar, at Tsoros Rachel. You're right. When Shmuel said it does not exempt the koa, he's referring to the koa of Rachel. It does work on Leia. The chalitza he did to Leia was a full chalitza. There's no zika, so he could do yibum to Leia, so the chalitza to her is very good, and it exempts. Layers co-op as well. But when you come to the Chalitza does to Rachel, or Rachel's the sister of a woman he did Chalitza to, so it's a weak Chalitza, and therefore it doesn't exempt Rachel's co-op. So, but wait, Vahot Sora's comment, it says the co-ops. It's not Vahot Sora, her co-op, I Rachel's. It says both, implying both Leia and Rachel's co-ops. It says, no, Tzoros Alma. It means Tzoros in general. Ah, it's a way of speaking. You, I, he's not saying Rochel's co-wife or Rochel and Leia's co-wives. He's saying co-wives in this scenario are exempt. That's what it means in the plural. Tzoros Alma. Oh, yeah, Well, then if he does Chalitza to the Tzoros, the, the other way around, if he did Chalitza to the Tzoros, the sisters are exempt. But the co-wife of Rochel should not be exempt. For hot time, we learned in the Mishnah, A man is forbidden to the co-wife of a relative he did Chalitza to. This is the, the flip side of, again, Chalitza, if we view Chalitza as a woman he was married to, then her co-wife um, is also Osir to him. So if he did Chalitza to the co-op, I layers co-op, then obviously it exempts layer as well. But now when it comes to Rochel, Rochel's, um, Rochel's the sister of the co-op of Chalitza. So it shouldn't work on Rochel. So how can Shmuel come along and say that doing Chalitza on the co-op works for the sisters? I doing Chalitza on Rochel's would work for Rachel. It says, Shmuel's actually saying 
that it depends on who we're starting with. He says, If you start with the sisters, he does as we said, to layer, then he can't end with the tsaros. He can't finish by doing chalitza to the tsaros rochel. As we said, the tan also odom, but tsaros krovis also. A person is forbidden to the co-wife of a relatively, to the, yeah, the co-wife is relative of someone he did chalitza to. Says hitchul, but tsaros, what happens if he started with the tsara? He started with Leia's co He first, he did chalitza to Leia's co-wife. Yigmor he can actually finish with that. Sister, the tnan mutar odom. Okay, this is switching around, but Kroivas Taras Khalutz also. With the relative who is a co-wife of a woman he did Khalitza to. Okay. So again, not the a relative of a co-wife that he did Khalitza to. Who's sorry, the co-wife of a woman whose relative he did Khalitza to, as opposed to the no I'm saying it the wrong way around. Um I struggled um the, the first way where it's also is Taurus Krovis Chalutsoso, the co-wife of a relative of a woman he did Chalitza to, and where he's allowed to do it is to the relative of a co-wife he did Chalitza to. So I, if he did Chalitza to a woman, sorry, if he did yeah, to a woman, and then he wants, he, he, now he has, has an option of doing Chalitza to that woman's sister, or that woman's co, or the sister, or the co-wife. He can't, it's a weak chalitza either way, because it's, it's a relative, it's a co-wife of a relative to someone he did chalitza to. However, if he did chalitza to a co-wife, who had a wife who's a sister of a person he now wants to do chalitza to, he can do chalitza to that woman. Pardon? For chalitza, yeah, he can't do yibum in these cases. Ravashi Omar Ravashi gives a different answer. He says, It's as you said, take Shmuel literally. That if he did yibum to the sisters, the co-wives are not, uh, chalitza to the sisters, the co-wives are not exempt. But if he did chalitza to the co-wives, both sisters are exempt. Not like we're just learning now, it was referring to first Leah and then Rochel's co-wife, that only referring to one of them. No, we're referring to if, uh, both of them. It says, And he explains as follows. Aye. So, so, sorry, so just back to that, that if the brother does chalitza to Rochel or Leia, the tsaros are not potur, but if he does chalitza to the tsaros, then the sisters are freed. But we asked, even by the, um, the, the chalitza of Leia or Rochel, the tsaros, it should not exempt as it is tsaros achazukukasa. There and that is also Asur. So he explains as follows The Zika is not strong enough to make the Tsara like an Erva. The Zika that makes the sisters Asur for Yibum. Again, remember we said, why, if he did Chalitza to Leia, why can't he do, or the two sisters fall to him, why can't he do Yibum to either of them? Because it's the sister of someone he has a Zika to. That's where. That's the zikr that's strong enough to make it as if he was married to one of the sisters. But that zikr is not strong enough to make it as if the co-wives are co-wives of women he's also to. That's one. And Tanya Kamai said to Ravashi, there's actually a Bryce in line with Ravashi. If he does chalitza to one of the sisters, it does not exempt the tzoros. 
But if he does it to the Tsaras, it does exempt the Achuyas. Now, my timer, how can that be? It must be that there is a Zika, and you're right, that's why he can't do Yibum to the both sisters, but it's not strong enough, the Zika is not strong enough to make the co-wives if they're an Erva. Again, unlike in the Mishnah where it's Doraisa, where it's an actual sister of your wife, or someone like that, then that's where we say that, oh, the Erva is also, the, the co-wives are also exempt. But here, it's this kind of marriage of a Zika is not strong enough to make it as, to forbid the co-wife as well. He says, that's not a clear proof like Ravashi, because you could say it's Beishamai, the Tananos we learned in a Mishnah, Beishamai Matiri, and Tzoros Lachim, Beishamai permit the Tzoros. Remember, Beis Hillel say that Tzoros are, the Tzoros of an Erva are like the Erva. That's the first Mishnah. We then saw that Beishamai say, no, you can marry the co-wife. If your, let's say your wife's sister or your daughter has a co-wife and they fall to you in Yibum, you can't do Yibum to your daughter, but you could do Yibum to her co-wife. That's Beishamai. So here, maybe that's why it's Mutar. Oh, Ihachi, if you want to tell me that it is Beishamai, Yivumei Namitis Yavim, then why doesn't it say do Yibum? Very interesting. Um, remember, we said, according to Beishamai, you're allowed to marry the co-wife. So why here is it speaking specifically about doing chalitza to the koaf, or could even say do yivum to the koaf, if you want to tell me that it's beishamai? He says no, Rabbi Yochanan Nuri. No, it's going like Rabbi Yochanan Nuri, the Omar who said boy v'nit kan lohem letzores shiu chalitzas v'loimis yavamis. We should make a takana that the koafs have to do chalitza and not yivum. Remember, we were discussed this a little bit, but beishamai and beisila were tearing apart the Jews because you had beishamai saying yeah, you can do yivum to that woman. And according to Vaisila, that woman was like an Arab and the child would be a man's Arab. So Rabbi Yochanan came along and said, you know what, I've got a good solution. Let's just make a Xaira that you always have to do Chalitza to the Tsaris Erva. And then at least all the women would fit in with both. And then Basila wouldn't have to worry. But didn't the one opinion we mentioned there that they didn't actually pass that Gezeira? They can't, they never got to pass that Gezeira. So the Gemara says, "The Amar Rebbe Nachman by Yitzchak Acharov Chazru Betoknu." Yeah, you're right. At that point, they didn't make that Gezeira, but later on, they went in and instituted it. So very interesting way of concluding. You're right. So all we've said so far is Ravashi came along and he said that the Zika is not strong enough. Granted, the Zika forbids you from doing Yibum to both sisters, and you have to do Chalitza. It's not strong enough to make the Koaf forbidden to you. So we said, not a good proof, Ravashi. And we brought a price and that's a proof for Ravashi. He said, not a good proof, because maybe that's according to Beishamai. He said, well, according to Beishamai, then why does it only speak about doing Chalitza to the Koaf? It should speak about doing Yibum to the Koaf. Show us halat, how there's nothing wrong with the Koaf. So he says, no, because we're following Rabbi Yochanan Minuri. But wait, Rabbi Yochanan, we didn't ever pass Rabbi Yochanan. No, at some later date, we did pass Rabbi Yochanan Minuri. Oh, we haven't seen anything mentioned like that before. Tosso says, it's... Um, he says, so Tosos point out, why would we say, why would he come on to this very forced answer that, you're right, when we're discussing it earlier on in the Gemara, it says Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Nuri never got instituted, and now we're coming along and saying, but at some later date it get, did get instituted. That's quite a forced answer. So he says, because he'd rather say that than say that, you're telling me there is a Zika, but, so the Zika makes it like his, like his wife's sister, but it doesn't make it like his co-op's wife's sister. Like, uh, sorry, the co-op of his wife's sister, says, where do you see to make such a distinction in a zikah?
So that's why he's not happy with that. Okay, let's move on to the new piece. Ipoilahu, they asked him. Balas haget, balas mamar, mahem damas. If you have, you have one brother who had multiple, uh, yeah, two brothers. One of them died without children, or, and a few of his wives, so well, all his wives, fell to his brother in Yubum. And he did get to one of, he gave a get to one of the women, and mamar to one of the other women. Now remember, the get works, at least midrabbonon, as if chalitza is being given. So it's as if he's done chalitza to one of the women, and he can't, he's actually not allowed to go and do Yubum, even though he still has to give her chalitza, because Doraisa gets nothing in regards to Yubum. But, so even though he still has to give her chalitza, he's not allowed to marry any of the other women. Why is he not allowed to marry any of the other women? Because there, you, remember, if you did chalitza to one of the wives, you're not allowed to do Yubum to any of the other ones. So by giving a get, he's in all tens and imperfs have done that. And regarding the mamar, where a mamar is kiddushin, it's like he's, it's like he's doing yibum to one of them, mamar, and therefore all the others become also to him. But there's a weakness. It says, Maybe he should rather do it to the balas get. I, it's a stronger chalitza, and therefore he should rather do it to the one he gave a get for, because that's the one he started to do chalitza to. And when he gives, the, when he, so he's given the get, which is the start of chalitza, and when he gives the chalitza, it completes, it completes the action. Or maybe he should rather do chalitza to the, ma, the one he did mamar to, because it's closer to beer. Another way of expressing it is, which one's stronger? Which one is a stronger chalitza? Remember, as we mentioned at the beginning of Shir, you always want to do the stronger chalitza. Because if you do a weaker chalitza, then it's not going to work for the woman who needed a, more of a chalitza. So we're trying to work out, which of these is a better chalitza? And he says, yeah, when... I don't, know, yeah. I don't understand this get... Uh, how does the this get, get fit in? Oh, so, so strictly speaking, when a woman falls... In Yibum. I, her husband dies without children, now she falls to his brother. There's Doraisa, according to the Torah law, there's either Yibum or Chalitza. There's no normal mechanisms of marriage here like a Kiddushin or like a Get. However, the rabbis decreed that if he gives her a Get, that's Drabbonan like he's done Chalitza. The, the, the brother. So instead of doing Yibum, or instead of doing Chalitza, he writes a get and gives it to her. He can do that? Yeah, he can do that. It's a divorce document. Um, again, it's very similar. You can, in, in our minds, if you think about it, get and Chalitza are quite similar. He has this bond to this woman and he gives her a get. So that's what the get is. Um, instead of doing Chalitza, he gives the woman a divorce document. So the rabbi said, Midrabbonon, it says, if he's done chalitza, obviously he still has to do chalitza to finish the separation so she can go marry anyone else, but it says if he's done chalitza, so he can't marry any of the other wives that have fallen in the same, Why would he do a get? I'm not sure. I think he got mixed up and he gave a get. Or something like that. Mamar is actually interesting because so mamar, mamar is the opposite of get, mamar is kiddushin. Now, as I said, again, you don't have to do Kiddushin, according to the Torah, you can go straight ahead and do Yibum. Chazal actually prefer a Mamar. They want you to do a Mamar, a Kiddushin first. But again, once you've done the Kiddushin, you haven't done Yibum. But it says, if you've done Yibum, Midrabonon. So therefore, all the other wives would become forbidden to him. So now, so let's just look back at our case. Which one's a stronger 
act of Khalitza? To the one you gave a get to or to the one you did mamar to? And, and, and the reason is as follows. They both have a, they both have a reason why the Khalitza is more powerful and a reason that totally undermines it. He says, when, he, when it completes the act, I, when he does Khalitza to the woman who he gave a get to, it completes the act. Now she's 100% free. Which by mamar, when he does Khalitza to the one he did mamar to, it's not, she's not 100% free. She still needs a get. So that's why, so which one's better? And then on the other hand, the one he did mamar to, even though the Khalitza is not whole because he still needs to give a get, on the other hand, it's a very strong um, zikatu. Once the, bra- once the brother does mamar to this woman, it's now kind of as if they've already done yibum. So it's a very strong zika. So the Khalitza to her is a more powerful Khalitza. But it doesn't complete the Khalitza. So which one's better? So, so Omar, Ravashi, Ravashi says, Toshma, I'll bring you a proof. Now I don't want to go into the other side, but it says, the discussion here is if he does uh, a get to one of the women and then a get to the other, etc. That there is a get after Mamar, I'll explain what that means. And on the other hand, there could also be Mamar after a get. I, if he does, um, these two women fall to him in Yibum, and he gives a get to one and a mamar to the second one. Is that second mamar at all effective? Because once he's given a get to the one, it's kind of as if he's done chalitza, and therefore there's no other act possible. It would be the same thing in a, in a regular case of Yibum, not with the get or mama, but actual Yibum or Chalitza. Two women fall to the one brother, and he does, that brother does Chalitza to the one woman. Whatever he does to the other woman is ineffective, because they're not connected at all. So, so Ramon Kamil is saying, no, if he did give a get to the one woman, Mamar could still take effect on the second woman. On the second, on the, on the co-op. And the other way around, if he did mamar to the one woman, so it's kind of as if they've already done um, bia, uh, yibum, so you'd almost say there's no other act on the other sister. If he gives the second sister, this not sister, the second co-wife, a get, it does take effect. And obviously we know the halachas are, a woman you've given a get to, you've forbidden to all her relatives, um, a woman, etc. So all these things. So Rabban Kamil says there is one after the other. He says, now, if get was more powerful then mamar, then the mamar should not take effect after the get. And vi mamar adif, if mamar was more effective, loyla hani get then the get shouldn't work after it. Rather, you have to say that they're equal. Giving a woman who you should do chalitza to a get, or a woman who you could do yibum or chalitza to a get, is equally powerful as giving one of them a mamar. And therefore, there's two ways of looking at it. So either you could say, so, so, so it's, a, it's a chalitza psula. It's a weak chalitza. Again, you've got these two women. One of them is given a get to one of them, the mamar to. It's a weak chalitza. So either you have to say, a weak, there are two ways of looking at it based on the previous sugya, on the, on the previous amud. Um, either you have to give, give both of them each a chalitza, because the weak chalitza can't work for both women. It only works on the woman that you give it to. So you'd have to do chalitza to the one he did mamar to and chalitza to the one he did um, gave a get. Or what happened here, it's not that we have a good chalitza option and a weak chalitza option. 
and therefore we say give it to the good chalitza option. Here we have two equal chalitzas. So maybe giving the chalitza to the one would work for the other. So there are those two ways of answering this question, but that's when we say that they are equal. Now, Omarav, some says Rav Yehuda, Omar, Rav Yehuda, Omar, Rav, Beizachuyus Yovamos Shenoflu Lifnei Yovam Echod. If you have two sisters who are Yovamos that fall before one Yovam, Cholitz Lirishayna Hutra, Cholitz Lishniya Hutra. If he does chalitza to the first one, she's free. If he does chalitza to the second one, she's free. Meiseri Shayna Muta Bishniya. If the second one, if the first one dies, either woman that felt him first, he can go and do chalitza to the second one. Yeah. And we don't even have to discuss a case of where the second one died that he could do yibum to the first one. Just sorry, to go back a step, what's the problem here? When you have two brothers, each married to sisters, and then they die, well, they die one after the other. Now you have two sisters falling in Yibum to one brother. So it's Achaz Kukasa. He's not really allowed to do Yibum to either of them. So here we're saying, however, um, if he does... Say that again. Um, yeah, so, 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 yeah, so he does and it frees him. But what happens if the one sister died? I, before doing chalitza to either of them, the sister died. So now it's not really achos kukoso, so he can marry her. Um, and he says this is a case even if the sister who felt him died first, then he can do yibum to the second one. Or, and I don't even have to tell you, where a case where the sister who fell to, to him second is the one who died, a yavam that was permitted to him, as the one brother died and that sister fell to him, he could do yibum. But before he got a chance to do yibum, let's say the next day, his brother died, his second brother died. So the sister, so it was a woman he could do yibum to. Then Vanessa, she became Osur. But then that woman died, because of Hutra, so she returned to being permitted. She returns to her first permissibility. The Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan argues, and he says, no, Mesa Shnir Mutar. If the sister who fell to him second, then he's allowed to do yibum to the sister that fell to him first. Again, because she was permitted to him. When the, let's say we have Ruvain, Shimon and Levi, and Ruvain dies, and the sister, your Ruvain and Shimon are married to sisters. So when Ruvain dies, the sister falls to Levi, and she's mutar to Levi to do yibum to. But then Shimon dies, so now he's got two sisters. So if Shimon's wife then does he can go he can to Yibum to um, to Ruvain's wife because she was permitted to him. It's just then that Shimon dies and she became also and now she's permitted again. But if the woman who fell to him first died, then he's not allowed to marry the second one. My Any Yavama that I can't say when she fell to Yibum, that he can do Yibum to her, it's like a, a, his brother's wife, when his brother has children, and she's forbidden to him. Now you look at the time of death. At the time of death, was she permitted to him? No, because... He was already had a zikr to her sister from the first brother, not permitted to him, so he's also. Um, and that would, that's obviously midrabbonum because it's only because of zikr. But strictly speaking, let's say 
we can take a real example. Let's say, let's say a man was married. There were two brothers, and they were each married. They married two sisters, and then the one brother dies. So mid orisa, that woman does not fall in yibum because it's his wife's sister. Even if now, the next day, his wife dies, so it's not his wife's sister anymore. He still can't do yibum to her because at the time of death, when she fell to yibum. The yibum didn't kick in. So you go after the time of death. Does Rav not hold for this? We know Rav says this halacha. He says, Rav says the same point. That if at the time of death, we can't say, do yibum, then she's like a Eishasach, like has children and will be also forever. says, no, Rav will say that's only where there's an isur to arise of achos isha. Aval hacha zika drabonon hi, but here the zika is only drabonon, and that's the zika is not strong enough to make it as if she doesn't fall in yibum because the rice she does fall in yibum. Says Aisin the Sivay Rabbi Yosi Rabbi Chanila Rabbi Yochan Rabbi Yosi Rabbi Chanila challenge Rabbi Yochan and this is from our Mishnah. It says Arba Achim Beis Mehem Nesuim Beis Achuyos Amaisu and Nesuim Es Achuyos. If you have four brothers. Two of them married to two women, to two sisters, and the ones who are married to the sisters die. So now you've got these two sisters fallen to two brothers in Yibum. These must do chalitza and not Yibum. Why do they both have to do chalitza? Let the one get up and do chalitza to the one who fell second. And the one who fell first is now like a Yavoma who was permitted and then became Osir and then permitted. She should be, um, she should go back to her original Heter and, and, um, shouldn't, she should go back to her original Heter and we should not view her as, um, we shouldn't have. We shouldn't say she has to do chalitza twice. Okay, our Mishnah comes along and says again: you have Reuven and Shimon, who four, Reuven, Shimon, Levi, and Yehuda, four brothers, and two die, two married to two sisters, and then they die. Obviously, one after the other. So now you have Rachel, uh, Leah falls to the two brothers, two living brothers, and then Rachel falls to the two brothers. Okay. Now, if let's say Levi does chalitza. To Rachel, the sister who fell second, why can't Yehuda say, Ah, oh, Leah was permitted to me when her husband Reuven died. Then, when Shimon died, she became usher to me because her sister, because of the Zika and her sister Rachel was also waiting to Yehuda. But now that Chalitza has been done to Rachel, Leah is free again. I should be allowed to do Yehuda. So that's what the question is. Rabbi Yochanan came along and said, in that case, where you have a woman who was permitted for Yibum, and then because of Zika, she became also to Yibum, and then the Zika disappears. Uh, there we discuss death, and here we're discussing Chalitza was done to her, but the Zika's gone. She returns to her original permissibility. Why can't... Um, it should be permitted if the first brother does... Chalitza, the second brother, should be allowed to do Yibum, but our Mishnah said both have to do Chalitza. So Rabbi Yochran is clearly wrong, because our Mishnah says you can't do Yibum, you have to do Chalitza in that case. So the Gemara says, Omalei, Achios, Rabbi Yochran says, I don't know who taught that Mishnah. 
I don't think it's a reliable Mishnah. If you think about it, that's a crazy, crazy, not crazy, it's a very drastic, very intense thing that Rabbi Yochanan is saying. We generally, what happens, what's the style of the Gomorrah? You'll have an Amora, he'll suggest an answer, he'll suggest a Halacha, and someone will challenge him from a Mishnah or Brisa, and you'll have to concede. You'll have to say, oh, the Mishnah argues with me, I must have made a mistake. I, can't, I don't argue with Mishnahs. Here, what's Rabbi Yochanan saying? That Mishnah is nonsense. So that's not a, it's not verified. It doesn't, uh, I don't know who authored that Mishnah. I don't, try, I don't have to follow that opinion, which is very drastic. And that's why, but we'll leave it for tomorrow. We're going to ask quite a few questions. I think it's over five questions. Why didn't Rabbi Yochan rather answer as follows? Because right? again, for Rabbi Yochan to come along and say that Mishnah, I don't know who authored it, I'm not taking it seriously, is quite a, it's a, quite a drastic uh, position to take. And therefore... I'm going to really say Rabbi Yochanan should have much rather said this. Why didn't he? Rabbi Yochanan should have much rather said this. Why didn't he give a whole lot of suggestions that Rabbi Yochanan should have rather answered instead of saying that Mishnah, I'm not, I'm, I don't know who taught that Mishnah, but we'll leave that all for tomorrow.